Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Good morning and welcome to Red Sea Roundup. I am your host, Judy Como. I am always excited to be here on the air for Red Sea Roundup. I have reasons to be even more excited than normal, although I don't get my little dose of Thaddeus time that we usually have in the beginning of the show. Well, but that's I, why you're so excited. I welcome, <laughs> I welcome our president, Dennis Maka, here at our St. Mary's studio. And Brian, I want to welcome all of our listeners across Central Texas listening here in the Bryan College Station area on KEDC 88.5 FM, Waco Central Texas, KYAR. Shout out to our new station manager, Robin Waters. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be talking about that or not, but too late <laughs> you now. You just broke the news. That's okay. <laughs> Talk close to him this to the weekend, date. Dennis, and yeah. he's so very excited. We so. are very excited about Robin, Robin coming on board. He'll be on with us in a week, starting October 1st. That's what he told me. Yeah. So, and also welcome. You heard our... it right here first. Newsflash. Also joining me in the studio this morning is a friend of the radio, friend of mine, Terry Lipscomb, friend of the Holy Souls, which is pointing towards, I've just been talking so fast, I didn't give Dennis a chance to talk, I haven't no, had Terry a chance to say, good morning, Terry. Good morning, Judy. <laughs> and uh, another reason for our excitement is our guest coming on in about 15 minutes, friend of the Holy Souls, Susan Tassoni, if you are a fan of... The Drew Mariani Show, this name should ring familiar to you, but we're going to talk about her new book, Day by Day with St. Faustina, All Things, Holy Souls, Purgatory, Heaven, Hell, all those things. Some of our favorite things to talk about, Terry. Yes, it seems to dominate most of our conversations. That's okay, along with that. So lots of things to talk about this morning. Um want to... Mentioned that this weekend in Bryan College Station is the Texas Red Steak and Wine Festival. The reason I mention it is that our youth group over at St. Anthony's is having their parking lot fundraiser. So you can help support our youth by parking. They will give close walking distance to the festival, and it's a great fundraiser. From a youth minister standpoint, it's one of the easier yeah. ones that we do. It, you it's don't a great, have to buy a cake. And it's a great deal for parking. It's very close. And if you wanted to give an extra donation, heck. I plan to do that at 5 o'clock mass yeah. tomorrow when go, I go. Go drink some wine yes. and then come back and give an extra donation. There you go. After. Great, great, great. Uh, also want to mention, I didn't realize that the Aquinas Fest was this weekend. But Coming in up. our chatter uh, beforehand, Terry, you plan to go play bingo on Friday night? Mm -hmm. I am very excited about the bingo night. I um, love me some bingo. Yeah, us too. And we can't go downtown and do it because they play so fast. We get so stressed out. So I'm thinking <laughs> this is going to be a lot more fun. But they have a lot to offer the next day. It's such a family-oriented festival. So go out and support St. Thomas. This weekend, yes. 
want to mention also the ladies of Regnum Christi invite you to a special evening reflection on Thursday, October the 10th at St. Joseph's Church in Bryan. The theme for the evening is receptivity, a woman's open heart, and will include a talk from Father Shelley, uh, LC, don't really know what that, he's a legionnaire priest, legionnaires of Christ, as well as a lay speaker. There will also be an opportunity for the sacrament of confession. Uh, They will begin at 6 p.m. with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass in St. Joseph's Chapel. Head on over to St. Joseph's Annex for a light snack and a program. This is sponsored by the women of Regnum Christi. So it just seems as though time is flying by. And here we are at the end of September, pointing towards lots of things in October. And jumping on over into November, we have something very exciting for us to Mark your calendar. Yeah, mark your calendar for the local Bryan College Station area because we will be having our eighth annual KEDC Benefit Dinner here in town. And we are very blessed to have the world-renowned, actually, Father Albert Hass, who used to have a radio station show on Relevant Radio and thereby thereby our station as well. And uh, just he's world-renowned for his retreats and his talks and... um, just an incredible person, and we're very excited to have him. And everyone I talk to is just saying, you better prepare to fill the house because it's going to be, it, from the numbers we're looking at now early on, uh, yeah, we're going to have a full house. So yeah. if you want your seats, you want your tables, get them now because this is our primary and only fundraiser of the year uh, through the, the the events that we do. And so we look forward to anyone and everyone that can come down to uh, November 7th. St. Thomas Aquinas starts at 6.30. The doors open at 6.30. The uh, opening prayer starts at 7. We, we run a tight ship, and we have a lot of fun. Yes, we do. It's uh, one of my favorite yeah. events to go to. I, I just feel like this spirit and energy yeah. in the room of uh, being one heart, one mind. And Father Albert is now the spiritual director at Cedar Break Retreat Center. Right. Um, he took the job and said he's glad to do it, but he doesn't want to stop traveling. So he um, is very gracious with this time and has put on some day retreats here in Bryan College Station. Um, I got to go to a weekend retreat at Cedar Break that he's outstanding. And I've I've been able to have lunch with him and he's just such a personable person. And gave a dentist shout out at the first time that he was at St. Joseph's here. That he loves the radio station. He's going to be a great spokesperson for for everything that we do. He's going to talk about uh, qualities of contemporary holiness, of which gratitude will be one of them. And we'll have a big Thanksgiving feast. It'll be a kind of a down home Thanksgiving. Because our theme is in all things give thanks. Looking so we're forward very to excited. It. So, so yeah, you can thanks. check out our website and get more information. We Red Sea Radio always welcome a table sponsor and um, come and join us. Indeed, as we um, enter into the fall season, the kind of the one thing that we want to focus with uh-huh. on Red Sea Roundup is to talk about the saints. Yes, and uh, invited. Terry to find some information. This is another week of Powerhouse Saints, so it was we had a lot to choose from from this week. So, um, Terry, Terry, share with us about Saint Padre Pio, whose feast day was yesterday. I mean, it was Monday. Monday, Monday. Yes, and it, what a powerful saint we have to look look to. Um, 
such a modern day saint. Uh, he didn't pass away until 1968. So actually, it's a very modern saint. I've been um, thrilled to do some research on him as Judy informed me on Monday night that I was going to be doing this. But I really enjoyed reading about him. I even uh, got on Forum, which is a, a website that our parishes pay for us a subscription to and found a lot of wonderful information. So if you haven't checked out Forum yet, it's it's my go-to. It is a powerhouse of information. So you said he's a modern-day saint. So some of us in the room weren't born when he passed away. Uh, we'll just leave that only- right there. You, I was Dennis. born when he passed away. I was already Only you born. was not born. <laughs> oh, gosh, we're old. Um, I did uh, read that he is Sorry. the patron of civil defense volunteers, and I guess that's kind of connected to he had a military um, service for a little while, but he was discharged because of medical reasons. Um, he's also the patron of adolescence and stress relief which I always knew he was a patron for anxiety, so I guess those are one and the same. And something that I had not read, and I, after looking at his information, where this came from, I really don't know, but I have a, quite a few friends who suffer from the January blues. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Patron saint for those who suffer with January blues. Also, he's specifically known for bearing the wounds of Christ, which they call the stigmata. He received that when he was 31 years old and had it until his death, which was 50 years later. It caused him excruciating pain, and he always said that he wanted to suffer, to take some of Christ's suffering for his people. He was um, especially known for his piety and charity toward his people, and he wanted to suffer for their conversion. So Jesus um, gave him the wound, particularly in his hands first, it was a phenomena that they could not explain. So he was very much um, looked down upon and not given. He, they did not believe that it was real. It had this, the aroma of roses, mm-hmm. and um, it only went away like when there was something really big that was happening that he didn't, God must have not wanted him to have that distraction. A few times during that 50 years, it was taken away from him which he was always welcomed it back very quickly. So he was born um, in in 1887. So I guess that seems so far away from us, but he passed away on September 23rd of 1968, which makes him really a modern-day saint. And he lived in Italy, and like I said, he um, he had a military career, which he was d- discharged because of his illnesses, when he was a young boy, he had a great devotion to our Lord at starting at five years old. But one day he was um, at church and this woman with a young son about his age was very deformed and she was calling out to God to heal him. And she told God, if you don't heal him, I'm going to leave him here. And she laid him down and Padre Pio looked up at Jesus and asked for him to be healed, and he was healed. And his father got a sense that his son had something to do with that healing. So most of his life, his healings were done through intercession, away from really people knowing that that's what he was doing. It was a very interesting healing, different than what we hear about at other saints. That is um 
I grew up, well, not really grew up with, but in my teenage years, um, my great uncle remarried this lady who had a devotion to Padre Pio, and I had never heard of him. And she um, would pray for his intercession, and roses appeared just out of, and the smell of roses, as you described. And um, I, she wore this pendant. She got to meet him before his death. She got to go to confession to him. Wow. And she wore a pendant that had a piece of the bandage Claw. from the stigmata, first-class relic of Padre Pio. And, wow. Uh, I don't I don't want to steal some of your thunder. No, I, don't I know, know what we else don't you have much time. I, I could talk 30 yeah. minutes, but I'm not. But another thing that um, I had started, sort of gotten Padre Pio and St. John Vianney of ours a little confused. I was giving um, him a little bit different credit. <laughs> but he did, um, he was known for levitation, which means during Mass, he would rise off the ground and just be in ecstasy during Mass. And he was also known for bilocations, which he would be appearing at two different locations at one time. And the very few saints, they have that on record. He and John Vianney are the same. He also was tormented in his room by the devil. So uh, as St. John Vianney was also. One of the things that I did not know is speaking of relics was his heart is incorrupt. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. And it is in a shrine in, um, in southern Italy. Seven million pilgrims flock there every year to pray and give homage yes, to him. San Giovanni Rotunda. Very sad that my trip to Italy did not include that. Um, it just didn't work out. I think God wants me to go back to Italy again. Oh, well, but, uh, I'll be, I'm all on <laughs> that one, girl. His um, And he... The Holy Souls visited him as much as people flocked to him to go to confession. He um, had the ability to know if the confessor, the confessee, was not confessing everything. He would say, go back and think, pray, and then come back for your confession. Um, and one of his, my favorite quotes from him is, pray, hope, and don't worry. As he says, also, worry is useless, and God is merciful and will hear your prayers. Those were three of his well-known quotes, but I think we use the pray, hope, and don't worry. Regularly, lately, I've been seeing it a lot more often on printed things. So anyway, a little bit about this saint that I really enjoyed reading about him and the phenomena of his healing and his his humility and not wanting to be well-known was um, very overwhelming and painful for him as people flocked. And the the fact that they didn't believe that it was a real stigmata was very painful for him emotionally. Stick with us, folks. Come back. Susan Tassoni after the break. Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. If you're just joining us, boy, you have great timing. I am your host, Judy Como. I'm joined today as a co-host with uh, 
my best friend, Terry Lipscomb. We're here to talk with our, we got to do a little fangirl going on first, <laughs> Susan. Uh, Susan Tassoni. She has long been a passionate champion for the Holy Souls in Purgatory and is recognized as leading the purgatory movement in the United States. She's a best-selling author whose first work, The Way of the Cross for the Holy Souls in Purgatory, has sold more than 75,000 copies. We're here today to talk about her new book, Day by Day with St. Faustina, 365 Reflections. Good morning, Susan. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Judy and Terry. I love Texas, and I have my Texas outfits when I'm out there, and I have my <laughs> Texas boots. Woo! Well, we are just how to say gig them. I, I these, can't. These are called the cockroach boots, right? <laughs> they get the yes, get that roach in the corner. Wonderful. Well, I I just can't even imagine how excited I I am and. Terry and I have talked many times, and we, we utilize some of your other books, The uh, Rosary for the Holy Souls oh, and yeah. The Way of the Very Cross powerful. for the Holy Souls. We try to have uh, two or three times a year a gathering. We uh, have a self-proclaimed lay apostolate called Soldiers for the Souls. Oh, my gosh. And you have a purgatory regional office. Yes, we do. So um, just one Saturday morning, I was reading one of your books, and I was like, why have I not reached out to this lady? You know, if you don't ask, the answer's always no. Let me just see. And oh, my our, goodness. You, you can call me anytime, Judy. Well, I'm— uh, I've done, like, 30 radio shows. I've been doing them all year. <laughs> well, we uh, will text each other, and she's on Drew Mariani again. So <laughs> now this morning, you're on KEDC— I uh, want all of our listeners to know that we are live and we would adore that you would call in and have a question or a comment. And you can do that by calling 85-LOVE-RED-C. That's 855-683-7332. We're going to talk about your new book day by day. And maybe in about 15 minutes, I'm going to tell everybody that if someone calls in, I have a book for you. Oh, nice. And... Um, so tell us about your inspiration for this book, Susan. Well, uh, well, of course, thank you for having me. I, I, I just love Texas, and I love your introduction music. I love, I love country music. Um, but, you know, uh, day by day, I got involved with writing on Faustina. Usually, you know, they call me the purgatory lady, and all of a sudden I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm writing about Faustina. Well, it just turns out that, um, that one of the uh, Marian priests called me, and said that no one has tried to accomplish gleaning out the messages of purgatory in her diary. And he said, would I like to try to do that? And I said, oh, my gosh, absolutely. And so I did. And we came out with St. Faustina Prayer Book for the Holy Souls in Purgatory, everything that she experienced, the souls that visited her, what Jesus told her to do, her guardian angel, her writings, prayers, novenas, are in St. Faustina Prayer for the Holy Souls in Purgatory, and that won an award from the Catholic Press Association. Then the Marians came back to me and said, well, you know, there is, you know, Faustina also had a, um, was, had a mission to pray for the conversion of sinners, and that hasn't been mined out of the diary. Would you like to do that? And I thought, well, what does conversion have to do with purgatory? <laughs> uh, and so the bottom line is, is that you have to convert in order to, to avoid purgatory. <laughs> so I, I, I said, okay, there's a connection. And I'm telling you, girls, this book went crazy because there are no books anywhere on how do you pray for those that need conversion in your family, your friends, your relatives, your parents. 
there and I and I live in Chicago and I've got access to the greatest research in the country and there were none, no books and uh, and no books d- directly related to Faustina conversion. So this book just went, you know, they, they all have they, they they just broke records and and that book has been um, going strong. The thing Faustina Pergo for the conversion of sinners. Jesus tells her what to do, what to pray, um, and a sp- specific prayers he gives her and us to pray for the conversion of our families. Um, and I learned too that when I was on radio, when I was on uh, at EWTN, um, when I was you know at conferences and speaking at missions, the the radio announcers and EWTN and priests were telling us that the number one most request for prayers worldwide is prayers for the conversion of families, of children, mm-hmm. and people calling in for the conversion of their parents. So right. we have this spectacular book. That won an award. Um, then they swing back again, and they say, you know, she's called St. Faustina of the Blessed Sacrament. And I also found out that she's the most Googled saint on the Internet in terms of books and medals and statues. They said she, she's Faustina of the Blessed Sacrament. Can you glean out adoration that hasn't been touched? That was probably the most exquisite, exquisite book um, that I just love dearly. So we have St. Faustina Prayer Book for Adoration. And what does adoration have to do with purgatory? Um, adoration helps the streams of, of the monsters of the body and blood of Jesus stream into purgatory and give release to the souls in purgatory. Adoration is one of the most powerful ways alongside the Mass to help relieve souls in purgatory. That won an award. And so we swing back again in... I don't know where this idea came from, if it was them or me. Um, We wanted to do everything that Faustina said and did and inspired. And what happened was the Daughters of St. Paul called me and said that they get people that come in and say that they've read the diary and now they don't know what to do with it. Um, And another friend said to me, you know, I I listened to the diary on CD and I go, okay, now, now what do I do? The Divine Mercy Shrine staff told me people call in and ask if they have a day-by-day book for the diary. And so that's what inspired me to do day-by-day um, with St. Faustina. And so I'm really pleased and grateful that the result of the book just doesn't have a little something for everybody. It has a lot of something for all of us, no matter how familiar or unfamiliar you are with the diary of this great saint. So the day-by-day with St. Faustina walks you through her diary and shows you how to apply the fundamentals of Christian life. And if you have read the diary, this will help you apply it. If you haven't read the diary, it'll help you walk through it. It'll help you understand not only the essentials of divine mercy, which is trust, works of mercy, the image, the chaplain novena, but I learned doing this book, there are major themes in the diary that were repeated over and over again. So I didn't pick out arbitrary quotes, um, uh, Judy and Terry. I, I, there were major themes that were scattered, and I put them in an organized fashion and wove them throughout the book. Well, so the reflections are fresh and original, and I think uh, you'll be surprised uh, that you will truly enjoy them. And I can even tell you what the key themes are of the diary and the unlocking of the secrets of sanctity that she shared. Yes. Well, I, that was going to be one of my first questions, because yesterday I uh, brought 
the book to adoration that uh, led what, in which book? Say Faustina Provo for adoration. No, the day, day by, by day. no, I had the, the day, day by day, by day okay. because we were going to be talking about it, and I wanted to you know appear that I've been reading it, which I <laughs> <laughs> I have been. I've only had it for a week or so, but um, yesterday the reflection was about. Uh, the gifts at Mass. One day we will know what God is doing for us in each Mass and what sort of gift He is preparing in it for us. So that quote was from the diary at 914, and then today jumps to 1148, and I was like, how does she do that? <laughs> and w- what was your um, inspiration to f- fashion the this day, then this one's next, and this one's next? Because there's a They're beautiful connection order. with the diary. There's, I'm sorry, what did you say, Judy? There's I was a, just curious how you put yesterday's for yesterday and then, yes. okay. you know. Um, that, that, you know, again, I have to go step back and share with all your listeners that, you know, you just don't sit here and figure it just drops it. You, mass, rosary, confession, adoration, you need to be, you know, um, you know, you need to have, a, you know, a battery that's charged with these sacramental gifts in our faith to be able to do this work, okay? So first of all, I go to Mass every day, I pray the Rosary, I go to Adoration, mm-hmm. and I fast, okay? So God, you know, so I'm open up to what God has to tell me to do, because I, I certainly wasn't sure what to do with this either. And of course, you know, you read and you do your part. And as I said, as I discovered working with the book, there were key themes as I poured through this diary for the fourth, that I think was one, two, three, yeah, this, that was number four. That was David Day's number four. And I discovered the key themes. There are key themes in this diary. Confession, in all the great saints, no, nothing new, but again, written for our time. Communion, confession, adoration, praying for the dying, doing God's will, the love God has for us um, were the key themes. And then there were some sub-themes, the Trinity, the cross, devotion to Our Lady, the value of suffering, and St. Faustina's communion with and devotion to the holy souls. We never leave out the souls. So these themes guided me on what to, um, you know, what to put in the, in the book. So we, 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 we put all the key themes in the book and then did the reflections on them. So I made sure that every month had, in one way, shape, or another, had these themes. And you wouldn't know it because it's so subtly done, and the, the, um, the passages are so different and unique. But that's how um, the book is written. After uh, utilizing this day-by-day uh, rhythm, do you think it would be uh, help? This book will help us move on to reading the entire diary because I have That's tried. Exactly the purpose that was part of my purpose mm-hmm. because you know um, you can. It will help you go back because there's all these uh, incredible. So the, the bottom line, the book. You know, the book is. You know, it doesn't even have to be read day by day. You're not obligated to do this. You can open the book and read something in a bite-sized piece or a nugget of wisdom. Some people like a day-by-day dose of wisdom. Others like other things. Um, but basically, you you know, you you can use this book however you like. It's a daily devotional, and it follows the liturgical seasons. You can just pick it up and read it as the Spirit leads you. So, um, so the I, I think I missed your question again. Um, can you just? Oh, no, I was I just. I have attempted to read the diary before, 
Oh, and yes. Does it lead you to the diary? That, yes, it absolutely does now, because I picked out all the key themes. Now, if there's passages that you want to know more about on that particular theme, those passages have the number, and it takes you right back to the diary. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm, I've been reading the day-to-day, and I love that it has a date on it, and so it's a book that you can continue sometimes like Advent or Lent. Um, Yes, it's will be particular to that. That's uh, like cycle A or cycle B. So, um, well, the the reason behind, I mean, I would always want to talk to you on the day to day, but since this is moving, that's into September, then we have another month to, pointing towards our beautiful month of November for the Holy Souls. Um, that's what I wanted to talk to you about: how your devotion. To the Holy Souls was incorporated in your life? Did you grow up in a family that has this devotion? Or mm-hmm. what What brought you to be such a champion for the souls oh, in purgatory? Okay. Um, then, okay, I can answer that, but let me just go back one more time to make sure that, you know, I answered your other question. You can go to the diary at any point and look up passages that pique your interest or you want to know more about. And then again, as I said, I share the themes and the beauty and the comfort that the diary offers so really, it's a nudge that encourages each of you to read the diary itself. So Got hopefully, it. um, Day by Day with Infosten will help you feel more comfortable in doing that if you choose to do so, okay? Yeah. Um, I have to just say something else about Day by Day. They've, all, they've sold, I've lost track, over 10,000 copies in like three months. Um, and, you know, why is it, why is it important? Why is, why is Faustina so, why is she worthwhile today for, for our audience? Um, and I just wanted to make a comment because, you know, the reason is, you know, why Faustina? Well, a lot of people, as you know, are very bitter. Um, and I think her message is intended more for our time. Uh, you know, there's anger. Our, our society is merciless. Um, and I think her message was forward thinking. You know, her message wasn't well known in her times, but you know, with our country torn apart with, with, with the anger and the racism and the immigration and the politics, you know, um, when we have this much anger, her message is very timely in this merciless age. And so we need to be merciful not only to ourselves, but to everyone else. And, and this book directs you in that direction. Yes, you it guys does. will be merciful and, and walk like Faustina and Jesus did, going about doing good. Um, so to answer your question, why did I get involved with the souls in purgatory? Um, I had now I, I know, you know, uh, this I, I don't know if it, well, I can talk about it because it's, it's really starting to be really popular now. Um, uh, you know, of the pope has sent a, a, a bishop um, hoser to Medjugorje. Um, and he's allowed, you know, pilgrimages and, you know, and priests to be able to take groups out there. Um, and, and he's approved the first couple messages. So, so I, I actually decided to go there back in 1993 because I had a leg injury. And um, I didn't go for the leg injury. I just went because of the devotion to Our Lady. And I came back, and with this permanent leg damage that I had, it was gone. And it totally took me by surprise because I didn't go to, the, to, to ask for that. I went there to, to get closer to Our Lady and to experience, um, you know, um, the devotions to Our Lady there. And when I came back, the doctors here in Chicago were shocked because they'd been taking care of this injury for 12 years. And um, he waited three years before he documented 
that, yes, indeed, there was a healing that took place. And then I flew back with the documents, um, and I'm one of the registered cases. Oh, and so goodness. when I came back, it just landed in my lap. I was reading material on purgatory. I noticed it right when I came back. And I was really moved by the souls and how they need us and how they're desperate and how they're helpless. Because once the soul leaves the body, um, the time of merit is up. So if you're in purgatory, you can't merit. You can only pay the debt mm-hmm. and, and how, how they're desperate and they need masses and how you get 10,000 intercessors. And I thought, I like that idea. I can use all the intercessors I can get. And so I decided to take up a collection for masses, mass stipends, because the, the most number one devotion, the most important thing that they need, the number one thing that they need the most above ever, anything else is the mass. Yes. Either you offer your mass you offer your indulgence, you offer your communion to them, or you have masses offered. So I just took up the crusade on weekends to share the, you know, the message about these poor souls. That's why they're called poor, because they're helpless, and they don't know when they're going to get out of purgatory. And so um, it just grew until um, somebody gave me a little book on the Stations of the Cross that you mentioned. And, I, and that book was not, it was published in 1924. Eight, I believe, and I just took it, and I was so moved by it, and, and it had everything to do with my family and your loved ones that oh, I got beautiful. the uh, copyright to reprint it. And actually, it's over a hundred thousand copies that is still in print today. And and then then our Sunday Visitor Publishing swung into my life and said, "We want you to do praying, you know, um, you know, prayers, promises, and devotions for the holy souls." And and that literally started it, and that's been twenty years, Judy. In Oh, I wow. absolutely um, was. Couldn't I can't even tell you how how Judy when Judy told me that you were going to be on today. You you are my biggest hero, and and I talk about you all the time because, like Judy said, I have all your books right in front of me. Oh, and pra- just thank you, praise God. What's so beautiful is I did see when Pope John Paul Saint Pope John Paul um, captured you, cap cap captioned you as the Holy Soul Lady. So that's my goal, to be the Holy Soul Lady of Bryan College Station. So Judy and I, um, it, like I said, it does most of our conversations are about, about what you have taught me through these books. And I, I have an old cassette by Father Benedict Rochelle praying the, whole, the Rosary for the Holy Souls on one side of the tape. Yeah, that's mine, yes. He's, he's, say, he's praying it, and, and then the other he, side, the way of the cross. The stations. Yes, he's, he's doing the stations, the stations, and then another, and then someone Father else. Gr- John Grigas and myself at Marytown Shrine, we did the other side, we did the Sorrowful <laughs> Mysteries. Well, I have, I have that cassette. It's, it's just amazing. When I was listening to it later years, and after I had gotten your books, and realize it's the same. So I just want to yeah. thank you so much for these books that have influenced so much of my prayer life and what I um, propose to those around us, particularly during November when we meet on the first Saturday in November. I think we're on our sixth mm-hmm. annual year where we meet in a little chapel out in the country and we call it a Holy Soul Day of Reflection. And we wow. start off with um, the... Uh, Divine Mercy Chaplet, one of our deacons lives out there, and he comes and exposes the Blessed Sacrament. And our whole day from 3 in the afternoon, and we include the Stations of the Cross for the Holy Souls, we include the Rosary for the Holy Souls, and we include a reflection of some sort, and then we end with the Sacrifice of the Holy Mass. So I look forward to that every year, particularly that Saturday. And um, 
I am just thrilled to, to and I listen to, I hear you on Drew Mariani often, but these books have become such a big part of my prayer life. And I really just wanted to personally thank you for, for the devotion that you taught, that you teach and spread. And I know it's nothing new, but it's a lost devotion. Yes. It was. It's a lost devotion. And for whatever reasons, I got tapped on the shoulder. Well, you <laughs> tap my know. shoulder and I'm listening. And I, <laughs> we we, we got to, you know, we got to empty purgatory. We got to avoid purgatory. How do you vote, avoid purgatory? Doing the will of God in all things. It's, it's just, it's just, it's throughout, every saint will tell you that, every, you know, every saint, and of course, but throughout all of Faustina's diary is doing the will of God. That's how you avoid purgatory. If you get in purgatory, how do you get out? You have your family, and you put, how do you get out? Put this in your will, Gregorian right. Masses. There you go. You want Gregorian Masses. The Pietian is St. Joseph is who I recommend when I'm on EWTN. Put them in your will. There are 30 Masses in a row for one to see soul, and the story uh, the, is Pope St. Gregory popularized them because one of the um, one of the monks in his order died, and he ordered 30 Masses, and after the 30th Mass, the monk appeared to Pope St. Gregory and his brother, his blood brother, Copiosus, said, and said he was released from purgatory on the 30th day. Now, two things. Are you released from purgatory on the 30th day? The answer is the Church says, we know. We don't know that. We only know that, that the efficacy and the power of the Masses. So why 30 Masses? What's so magic about 30? Well, Pope St. Gregory, if, if back in the Old Testament, Moses and Aaron and Jacob mm-hmm. were, um, were uh, mo- in the day they mourned for their dead for 30 days. That It comes from the Old Testament, and Pope St. Gregory was popularizing, popularizing that, that tradition, and that's where we get 30. I and see. we have the month of November, 30 days for, for, for the – no truth. There's not one saint that's been given over 30 days to remember, um, you know, to remember their deceased loved ones. And, and the other thing, too, and, you know, you get powerful intercessors. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, number 958, the, 958, the more you pray for your deceased loved ones and, um, you know, relatives, friends, the more powerful their intercession is for you. The more you intercede. Secondly, what if the soul's already in heaven? I get this all the time, this question. What happens to the soul? Well, you know, does God designate something else? It's much bigger than that. Right. Uh, Pope uh, Thomas Aquinas calls it accidental glory. If a soul's in heaven and you're continuing to pray for them, that soul gets two things. It gets an increase in its intercessory power, and it gets an increase in its intimacy with God. And so the lesson is that you never stop praying for your dead. I am just so thrilled when I heard that the first time I heard you speak that Mm -hmm. on Drew Mariani's show. And it just it just increased the fuel of the fire for me to help people understand when they say, oh, I had a mass said or I or they died so many years ago or I can encourage them to continue to have masses said no matter how long. Because when you when you helped us understand that it increases their intimacy with God, which gives him more glory. It's just mm-hmm. such a beautiful right. teaching. And and I, I think my devotion to the Holy Souls is very selfish because I well, am working on getting them, them to well, help pray me for, for me also. Pray, you know, you help them, they help you. Absolutely. And God doesn't want you to go to purgatory. He wants you to come straight home. And he's giving us the means, the power, and the privilege how to help them and how to help ourselves. Great. Hey, um, it's we... It's good selfish. We, uh, we, have a, we have a caller. And, Yay! Uh, we're, you okay with us taking a call, Susan? Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Hello. 
Welcome to Red Sea Roundup. Hi. Well, I recognize that voice. (laughs) Hi. This is Barbara Swatek. How y'all doing? We are doing great. And uh, I have a couple questions for Susan. Um, First of all, thank you for what you're doing, your mission and your ministry, and how you're helping so many people and so many souls. Um, But my question is, um, I... uh, and paralyzed and have a difficult time getting to, like I can't get to daily mass and daily or weekly adoration, things like that. But I was able to check a lot of the other boxes that you mentioned. And um, I just I just wondered if there's, is that like counting against me? Oh I know gosh. it's not like a you are for God. You are one of the heroes. <laughs> Absolutely. Fact, I dedicated, to, I dedicated I like my hero. book. To, to you and, and all those people that suffer in this world because it's you and the children and, and, and the, you know, the, the, the religious that literally uphold the world. You uphold the world. And, um, um, but even it, without getting to the mass or... But or, you're giving. It's your, it's your suffering. It's, your, it's being paralyzed. That is heroic suffering you're giving. You know, people think heroic suffering is something that, you know, you, you die, you know, you give your life. But the Fatima kids, why are they saints? Because they offered their food for the poor. They didn't drink water. That's heroic suffering as well. And Faustina talks about that. And, and as far as adoration is concerned, um, in my book, um, St. Faustina prayer book for adoration. That was my question when I was writing it. What am I going to do? How am I going to address those people for, for whatever reasons that can't get to adoration? You know, that's, that's, that's a big chunk of the world. And so I prayed, you know, I prayed to Faustina and I said, you better tell me something, girl, what are we going to do? Um, and um, <laughs> I went to the diary. The girl? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a girlfriend. You know, we talk every day, every day, it's just like girlfriends. Um, so, so for, let me just say, just so, um, so, so let me just do answer. Yeah, go back to this. You are a spiritual war, uh, powerhouse. In my da- in the day by day, page two forty two, it says, you know, Jesus suffered. Jesus, in a suffering soul, we should see Jesus crucified and not a loafer or burden on the community. A soul who suffers with submission to the will of God draws down more blessings on the whole convent than all the working sisters. God often grants many great graces out of regards for you and the souls who are suffering, and he withholds many punishments solely because of you. And so my reflection was, Faustina has a message. If you're sick, elderly, disabled, or frail, you are a spiritual powerhouse for others. Those who are healthy and strong rely on you far more than any of us can possibly know or imagine. Out of his regard for you, God often grants many and great graces to your family, your friends, the parish, the neighborhood. Your power and your influence are worldwide like no other. Go, Barbara. That's number one. <laughs> wow. Number two, adoration. Um, when I, so, so Faustina gave me the answer, which, because she was frail, she was sick, and she couldn't get to the chapel, which was down the hall from her cell. And I, it was so subtle, but she, thank God she helped me. She said, I took spiritual flights to the chapel. 
And I went, you did what? Mm-hmm. And, and so I talked to a priest, and he, a good priest that I know. He said, yes, Susan, there is a thing called spiritual adoration where, where, where saints picked out cells that faced the direction of the chapel or the church and spiritually adored. So you can do spiritual adoration right from your chair, right from your home. You can do it in the dentist, as, as you know, uh, Pope Francis said, he was spiritually adoring in a dentist chair. And my book, um, St. Faustina, Purple for Adoration, oh, it gives you everything. So you do it right from your chair, Barbara. Wow, that's so very inspiring. You know, Barbara, I've sat in your living room and we've looked over at St. Joseph Manor and knowing that the Blessed Sacrament was over there. And I think it's just these are things that I know you know in your head and that needs to travel to your heart. And uh, Susan, this woman is a prayer warrior for all of us. And we have uh, united to go ahead. One more question, though. you were talking about um, buying masses like the Gregorian. Put them in your will, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like right now, there's just so many people I want to offer masses for, but I'm on disability. I just yes. I don't have the money. Do you know of any place that you don't have to pay the $5? And Well, actually, know, like, mass stipends is, is actually is a, a donation. Right. So you can give whatever you want. It's only a donation. They, they, they suggest a donation, and if you, you know, you're not obligated for that, number one. Number two, your suffering you know, really gets these souls out, and they're, gonna, they're rallying around, around you. And spiritual communions are very powerful, you know, and that's in my book, too, the Adoration book. Um, you know, offer, do spiritual communions for, um, for your, your loved ones. You're not being left out. You're the one that we're all going to. Okay. <laughs> I guess I better step it up a little bit. Then. <laughs> and pray for, pray for us. I've got she book does. number 13 coming in, 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 in Lent, during Lent, and I'm telling you, it's like a, like a crossbar across my shoulders. So, but, but, you know, but again, you, 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 it's not easy because we all have our crosses and we all suffer. But, you know, Faustina said if we knew the power of our suffering, um, it, it, you know, um, she said that if we don't, she said it's going to be too late. Susan, this is Dennis Maka. Wow. I wanted I wanted to make note that uh, Barbara is also the leader of our Red Sea Catholic Radio Moses Ministry, as we call it. It's our prayer ministry, and she's taking on volunteer leadership for us. And I've noticed the uh, the spiritual fruits of her prayer. Oh yes, have already taken hold over this last several months that she's been doing that for us. So if anyone is out there and wants to be involved. Go to our website and click on the resources tab or click on pray, or you can email Barbara directly at prayer at redsearadio.org. So I just wanted to thank her uh, on on the air. So we would love to have more people involved with our Moses ministry prayer team, because it's really had a great impact on many souls and on us personally here at the radio. Absolutely. You know, thank you. I I was just saying thank you. Yes, we, we definitely need more volunteers. Thank you, Barbara. I feel it on their heart. And as we continue yeah. on with the interview and, and, and move on, we just wanted to remind people you're listening to Red Sea Roundup, and we have Susan Tassoni 
as our guest, and, and Judy Como and Terry Lipscomb as our hosts for today, talking about the Holy Soul. So again, Judy and Terry. Yes. Thank you, Barbara. Powerhouse. All right. Thanks, Barbara. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. So, Susan, we're, uh, we have about 10 more minutes. Um, did you want to go back to your book day by day? I know that um, at one time the diary um, was forbidden because of the translation. Did you want to elaborate a little bit on that and how uh, through St. Pope John II the diary is, um, became more uh, approved? Yeah, um, he, you know, of course, you know, all good fruits sometimes take a long time to, um, you know, uh, to, to uh, come to pass. <laughs> and um, and he, uh, it, was, it was John Paul that, you know, there was, there was uh, problems with the translation, and that's what caused the delay in, in you know, bringing this, um great saint forward so it was john paul that went back reread the diary and um and you know moved forward with her with her um beatification and canonization so and you know he's and he was called the he was called the what the the mercy pope mm. well and uh he and he died on divine mercy <laughs> the eve of divine mercy well um sherry uh terry's youngest son, Gage, um, has a, a miraculous life and story, and we trust in the intercession of Pope St. John Paul II for his, um, he's a kidney transplant, and uh, they have a devotion and many things similar to uh, Pope John Paul II happened all mm -hmm. entwined in, <clears throat> excuse me, in the Divine Mercy. Yes, um, I wanted to share when uh, to what the one of the the key themes that you know I told you about um, one of them that jumped out at me over and over again. It was repeated multiple times, and it's repeated. I'm doing a new book. It'll come out in February. Um, you know, actually, it's uh, we're I'm talking right now. This book, day by day, is Faustina, her insights, her revelations, what Jesus told her, how she prayed, her advice, spiritual warfare, and then I realized. Jesus was talking to her. And so this number, book number 13 that will be out um, on Ash Wednesday is Jesus Speaks to Faustina and You. And mm. you know, so be prepared. That's coming, girls. Um, but what, what I've noticed is common thread in writing these books was the power, and it just jumped out at me, the power of the chaplet over and over and over and over again. The power of the chaplet, the power of the chaplet, the power of the chaplet, how he requested, how he sent her out to say, to say it alongside those that were dying, and how he repeated over and over again how critical it was to say the chaplet for the dying. So much so that um, when she was praying a litany for the dying, her guardian angel appeared and said, say the chaplet. Hmm. Well, so he pleads for her and for us um, that um, to, to say this chaplet and to pray for the dying. And so, um, and, and then in the diary, he was talking. They were talking about. They said the prayers for the dying, but nowhere did they say besides the chaplet what these prayers were. And I realized that I have a book, Prayers, Promises, and Devotions, which is really popular, which gives you all the prayers that you need to say for somebody that's sick suffering and dying. Most people don't know what to do when you're in a waiting room or surgical 
you know, um, waiting room and wringing your hands and how do you pray? Those, that book, Prayers, Promises, and Devotions for the Holy Souls, has those prayers. And they're not just arbitrary. They were given to us by the church and by our Lord. And so those are in that book. Also in that book is the apostolic pardon. Um, you know, when people, someone is actively dying, you know, a priest can impart the pardon, the indulgence. And um, most people don't know that. So, you know, our family, we, you know, we've used it. Um, you know, the uncle was dying, and I gave the book. I said, look, when the priest walks in, make sure he imparts the apostolic pardon on our uncle. And, you know, because a lot of people don't know. They don't, priests don't remember sometimes, or hmm. uh, they have to be reminded. So that book is very, very popular. Prayers, Promises, and Devotions for the Holy Souls, which include all the prayers for the sick, the suffering, and the dying. It is a, such a powerful book. I have to attest to that also, as is, it's one of my favorite prayer books, particularly on Mondays when I make my holy hour just for the holy souls. Um, I love I love the uh, thought of uh, being, like you said, caught up and you don't know what to do. Is I was actually witnessed the death of um, someone at the cancer center right in front of me, and that's all I could think to do was pray the chaplet. Exactly. It just came that's to me he wants. immediately, and, and I know, and I thank you for this book, and I know that's what influenced, as well as I try as often as I can to reach out to someone who's dying to be able to pray the chaplet with yes. them. The book that you um, read, that you referred to a couple times, uh, St. Faustina's Prayer Book for the Holy Souls, is another one of my favorites. Today is actually the first day that I lay eyes on your beautiful book for your day by day. But I was just going to talk about the cover of your prayer of the book for the Holy Souls in Purgatory by St. Faustina. Such a powerful image that I yes, love to use. that's a painted icon that I had commissioned that now is permanently on display at the Divine Mercy Shrine in Stockbridge. It's unbelievable. I mean, just the imagery that it, it, it portrays is absolutely beautiful. And I just... I just can't thank you enough for um, for all your your books that have influenced my life and as much as I try to um, teach others um, and um, particularly my children because yes, I, as I have mass, well I want my children to pray for me I'm, I'm hoping yes, to leave a legacy to them plant seed in their hearts on how to pray for the deceased loved ones because then if you don't they'll become godless exactly plant seed, be an and, and to have masses they, said they put blessed objects in their backpacks that keeps evil away holy water a miraculous metal benedict metal scapular most powerful metals in the church have blessed salt in your homes it keeps evil away the other thing that jumped out over and over again in all these books, oh my gosh, and again, you're going to hear me on EWTN next, you know, next spring with the new book, Confession. Yes. Go to Confession. That's literally what he calls the fountain of mercy, the miracle of miracles. Um, if, you know, that's, where the, that's what, we're very fortunate. We have the greatest gift of confession. And in the books, in the diary, that's all he talks about is confession and communion. And so, you know, go to confession. Um, we've got this tremendous gift in our faith of, of the sacrament of confession. You know, you watch these reality shows, and they're all talking about their, you know, their sins, you know, well, you know, we've got, we, we got confession. It's called the sacrament of conversion. It's called the sacrament of, con, of forgiveness. It's called the sacrament of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Faustina talks about it over and over again. Of course, Jesus does too. Um, so don't leave earth without it. Right. And 
connecting back to your message uh, in St. Faustina's message of mercy, what exemplifies God's mercy for us more than the sacrament of reconciliation? That's exactly what he's saying through his, through his words to her. It's the, it's, he calls it the miracle of miracles. Right, and, and available so many places and so and many different times. Um, you know, I'm a big advocate of the religious calendar that we all get at every parish around the uh, world. Uh, at Christmas time, we get that new calendar. Ours has every mass time at the bottom of it, every confession time. Uh, many, you know, we live in a technological world that websites list confessions, bulletins list confessions, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and he's waiting there for you. He's and the waiting. True and, yes, and Faustina said, if I had the sins of all the damned weighing on my conscience, I would not have doubted God's mercy, but with a heart crushed to dust, I would have thrown myself into the abyss of your mercy. I believe, oh Jesus, you would not reject me. But for but would absolve me through the hand of your representative. Oh, it's so beautiful, and Big it begins endorsement of confession. And it begins when we turn towards the confessional. When we say, "I'm going on Thursday," the the forgiveness begins then. That's all he wants us to do is to turn towards the confessional. He's there with his mercy. Um, I was. Uh, we have one minute left of our show, Susan, and. Um, I would give you the opportunity to share one more thing, or we could actually read the reflection for today out of your uh, day by yes, day. Please do. Okay. Um, today, September the 25th, looking like a father. Resemble, we resemble God most when we forgive our neighbors. God is love, goodness, and mercy. It's no secret that advertisements feature extremely good-looking people. The message, buy this, use this, drink this. And the prayer, beloved Jesus, help me. No, today there's a little more. Well, the end of the show is catching us up. (laughs) Want to be more more like like God? God? Forgive those who have wronged you. Amen. Well, Susan, thank you so much. Our time flew by. Have a peace-filled day. Thank you. God bless you.